I'm Tiffany Blackman, and this is my so-called fabulous. Welcome, everyone, to the show. I have the most fabulous woman back in the studio today. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. It was season three, episode 118. Now, we're on season six, I'm so proud to say. But let me read a little bit to you about this woman. I want you to go back to number 118 and take a listen because I really dive deep. And I have to say, I was quite intimidated by this woman. But now, she's just like you and I. Listen to this. Former CIA officer served nine tours overseas, two in Afghanistan. Now, the other seven, she won't tell us where that is because she was undercover. Understandably so, right? FBI special agent working in Chinese counterintelligence recruited the CIA. Y'all listen to this. Her junior year of college while at USC living in the DG house, the sorority house. I mean, I hear this and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay. She's contingent upon graduating. She gets a job for the CIA. She went to a, a job fair and got this uh, applied. She left the B FBI, became a his high school history teacher. She started this fabulous program of female national security and foreign policy change to change the gender narrative, all right, of CIA and FBI. So this woman has worked for both organizations, and I'm proud to say she's my friend and the author of The Unexpected Spy. Welcome to the show. Back to the show, Tracy Walder. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. It's so great to be back, and congratulations on all the success. Thank uh, with you. Your podcast so deserving. Thank you so much. Well, after that intro, you got to be pretty proud of yourself, right? Good. <laughs> I know you myself that way. <laughs> I know you don't, Tracy. You are so amazing, and I'm just—I mean, honestly—to serve in Afghanistan. First of all, you, you know, I when I read your book, oh gosh, back in 2020, I was just so proud. And I didn't even know you. I mean, so proud. You're a girly girl. You love your bling. You love your pink. And the stories in her book, and we're going to link her book, everyone, to the to the show notes. But I'm just so proud to know you. But the change that you have made and what you're doing now. So catch us up. You have an eight-year-old daughter. You're living and you're loving your life. But what are you doing now? So now, yes, I have an eight-year-old. She's in third grade. Um, now I am an adjunct uh, faculty of criminal justice at TCU. So Go Frogs. Go Frogs. It's my fourth year there, and it's it's been amazing. That school is incredible. I love it. It's my my Texas team, I say. Um, and then also, I'm a national security contributor on News Nation um, as well. I just got hired on with them last March. Oh my goodness. And and that that is so exciting. I've watched your y'all, she's on TikTok and Instagram. We're going to add her to the show notes as well. But I mean, that is so amazing. And you talk about so many different things because obviously you are, I mean, you're you've done so much. I mean, the tours in Afghanistan, I mean, it's amazing. Do you I mean that was I mean, you, you graduated I actually just don't even know where to start. You graduated <laughs> college, went to CIA, and then you were a spy. Yes. A real life spy. Yes. <laughs> and then I mean, throw in a special agent with the FBI too, because why not? Right? I know, right? <laughs> well, y'all, again, go back and listen to that episode number 118. And later in the season, we're going to talk to Tracy again a little deeper about the FBI and CIA. But I brought you on. We have started back to school. You have an eight-year-old. We have, I have so many friends with children in high school, elementary. And 
I want to talk about safety in the schools and then safety as a whole, because a lot of people ask about it. And I have to admit, I don't think I'm the best. And so sometimes I need just a reality check on how I should be behaving, you know? So let's talk about school safety. Tell me with your eight-year-old, um, how do you monitor your eight-year-old? Yeah, so it's it's a little different, right? Because we're all parents at different stages in parenting life, right? And so there's different safety tips that are, I think, more concerning at different stages. She's not necessarily on the internet quite yet, you know, because she's eight. But, you know, just some basic things to make it more difficult, right, for someone nefarious to get a hold of her. And so I think the most basic thing is on her backpack, her, her name's not on the outside. We live in the South. I love the South. I love a good monogram. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. But a lot of times I do see first names um, monogrammed on backpacks. And it's absolutely adorable. Sure. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of times six, a seven and eight year old, if someone calls them by their name, it does give them a sense of, oh, this person knows me. Therefore, it's OK to go with them. That's my question. I, when you said that, and I know this is, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to go ahead and ask the question that someone would be asking is, that's what I thought when when um, I saw this on your TikTok was, of course, why wouldn't you put their name? But it's a safety and they would feel close to this person, right? Um, you know, I think anyone who calls us by our name, right? I think adults too mm-hmm. um, would feel that way. But I think especially with, with little ones, if you're not completely around them. Maybe they're just walking home to you or whatever. It's just all about doing things that make it just a little bit more difficult for someone to do something unsavory to them. That's right. And Tracy, we all know this, but there's bad people out there, right? Absolutely. And Mm. I think we have to acknowledge that. I don't think we should be living in fear. And I don't think our kids should be living in fear. But I think that there's just small things that we can do to make life more difficult for bad people. So let's take the backpack. Mm-hmm. Tell us all about the backpack. Sure. No names on the outside, no monograms. So tell us what should be in this and how to protect your child. Sure. So the first thing that I do, um, obviously, no name is on the outside of the backpack. The other thing is a lot of times, especially little ones, lose their backpacks and and misplace things. My daughter's done that before. I totally get it. Um she does have a tag on her backpack with my phone number on it. Um, that's it. Just the phone number. Um, a lot of times what I do see is with some of her friends or other backpacks I've seen, it's the full name, address, phone number. I think we want to move away from that because now they know where your child lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a phone number is more than sufficient. If that's misplaced, someone will call that number. Um, the other thing that I always put in is just a loose air tag. You know, you can buy them by the packs in mm-hmm. on Amazon. I just put it all the way at the the bottom of her backpack. She has found it though, <laughs> removed it. Um, <laughs> oh, but but I think you know, just it's it's sort of an extra safety layer I think to put inside the backpack. So if the child has it on, you know where they are. Right. Tell me about air tags on your child mm-hmm. because my daughter. I've told you when, when we were prepping for this podcast, my daughter was wanting a chip in her body. Oh, yes. Like she has this fear 
she has this fear and and we'll talk about it in the next episode but she has this fear and she, and so when i told her when we were working on your podcast and i said she goes that's genius oh my gosh so and then a friend of mine said yes they always have them on their, their like a watch yeah so there are there are yes you can always do an apple watch clearly on, on a child but my child is of an age where we don't want to give her that internet access yet that's just not where we are sure and so she doesn't have an apple watch and so the next best thing for us was they make a silicone band that you can just slide an air tag on so if she has a school carnival or you know we go to dizzy or you know places where it's going to perhaps be pretty busy and i may lose sight of her that way it's on her person on her body um, and it can be removed, you know, by me when she gets home. They also do make watches um, that do not have internet connectivity that you can pre-program with your cell phone in it um, as well. But to me, the cheapest and easiest thing to do is the the silicone band with with sliding that little air tag in there. Well, and, and children at, at events with their parents wander off. Oh, I mean, yeah. my know, own daughter has absolutely done that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, without any, 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 anyone no, kidnapping or anything, they just wander off. So I had a friend tell me, she said, yeah, my child was gone for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have chills mm -hmm. when thinking about that. So, I mean, it's amazing though, how much times have changed and thank goodness we do have these, this, I mean, all this technology to do this, of course. You said something, and I can say mine now. 817-765-3495 was my home no number. Do you know your home number? I mean, teaching children phone numbers. Yes. Is so, that difficult? It is. Absolutely. It's really tough, especially for littles, kids under the age of four-ish. That's a really hard thing for them to remember that sequence of numbers. If you just think about their brain development, right? Yes. That's a really tough thing. But now, you know, my daughter, she did learn her phone number at age four. That was something that we really wanted to make sure because she was going to pre-K um, that she knew that information. I will say that, you know, she has friends her own age that still don't know um, their phone numbers and their addresses. And I think that's just a very simple, very basic thing um, that if your child is ever in a situation where they're they're lost, um, they don't have phone um, that they can recite that information off and I think just one number is more than enough uh, for them to know because you know the little minds get clouded up with all of the sure. information but I think if you just have one you're consistent about it she doesn't know my husband's phone number she right. doesn't memorize it but she has mine memorized and that's really all she needs that's it mm -hmm. that's it and also the location of your child's school. Mm -hmm. Never, ever tell anyone that, right? Not anyone, but I mean, don't put that so on display. I, I try to be careful. Again, I, I'm i mom. I get enough Ugh. critiques like as it is. I am not here to mom shame or tell any mom or dad or parent what to do and what not to do. This is just what I choose to do and what works for me. I really make an effort not to tag my daughter's school location um, on social media. Again, nothing's foolproof, but it's just all about making it a little bit more difficult. And and that's an easy thing to do. Absolutely. So while we're talking about this, let's talk about the internet. Mm -hmm. You have two accounts. I do. You have, you have the Unexpected Spy account, yeah. which is open. 100% anyone can go there and see it, and you should, and follow but then you also have your own private. Yes. So obviously explain the difference to people yes. that wouldn't. Yes, know. of course. So you are friends with me on both my public and my private. Right. And so my my private account, again, I'm not naive enough to know that just because it's set to private doesn't mean you know, someone couldn't get into it. 
I am certain that they could. But again, it's just about that little step that I can do to make it more difficult. So I have it set to private so that someone has to request um, to be able to follow that account. It has way less followers. Um, and that is where I post family pictures, my daughter's pictures on there. Um, the unexpected spy account is just me. Right. <laughs> um, right. it's, it's wide open. It's just me. I don't post her picture on TikTok either. My TikTok account is open. Uh, that's just something... Again, I, I I have friends that have open accounts that do post their kids. I don't judge. But for me, I just choose not to do that um, for several reasons. One, it's just a safety issue. Don't want, again, want to make it that much more difficult um, for someone to get a hold of her picture. But then also to, you know, to me, the Internet lives forever. Right. Thank yes. God we didn't have it when I was you know, younger. <laughs> exactly. But, for me, until she is old enough to make a choice and say, you know what, mom, I'm super cool with like being on your unexpected spy account. I choose uh, not to have her on there. I mean, that's like, that's just my choice. Sure. And, you know, we are going to say this because Tracy and I are both, we are in the spotlight. And I say this all the time. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I, I am a mom. I do things the way I would like. I'm not shaming anyone for anything nope. at all. So let's make sure we understand that. So with that said, we, Kennedy's dad and I, had a time when she could get a Facebook. Because mm -hmm. back then, that was the thing. Yeah. And we made that decision. And honestly, I can't even remember when it was, honestly. <laughs> but we had parental control over what she was seeing. And at that time... I mean, we didn't have a lot of these things, you right. know what I mean? So she's 24 now, so 10 years ago, we didn't have a lot. But um, we made the decision. We also, at night, took her phone. Yes. And, and she, he and I were divorced, so we had, had a, she had a phone, very limited data, or no, you know, she couldn't have that. And you were talking about that on your mm -hmm. TikTok. But at night, we took the, the pad. There's, first of all, you should be sleeping, or the, the phone. So talk to us on your feelings. And again, I know our friends do things differently, mm -hmm. but what are your thoughts on devices and internet and phones? So, you know, it's interesting because I am not a person who believes that you should just take everything away and never expose a child to it. Because I think if you do that, it becomes this like forbidden fruit, right? And then they they will abuse it <laughs> later on. So um, you know, my my daughter uh, does talk to me about, you know, girls in her class that do like TikTok dances and those kinds of things. And we have open discussions about I show her this. This is what TikTok looks like. This is what it's about. And, you know, she asks us if she can have what I say. No, you may not. Um, and I tell her that this is what is best for our family. But she knows what these things are. So hiding it from her is oh. it's probably not the best mm -mm. Um, idea. But I also think that it's developmental, right? So we actually just bought her a Chromebook yesterday, um, actually, um, because she's starting to get assignments where they, they need the Chromebook. Really? But the Chromebook is going to stay in the kitchen where okay. we can see it. Mm -hmm. It never is going to be in her room because I think providing her with unfettered private access to the internet at eight she can't make proper choices and understand what's right and what's wrong and so i think that's a big thing having that in a public spot in your home um, where you can sort of monitor that now i understand what's their 16 17 that that's not going to work out well yes, um, right. for them but i am a huge advocate of taking the phone away at night because even when i taught high school i would 
see students that were staying up all night, not mm-hmm. doing homework, but yeah. being on their phone. And um, I think that's just good habits uh, right. to, to get them into. But, you know, again, I, I don't judge. I have some friends, um, one of my mom friends gives her daughter, her seven-year-old, um, an iPad, which fine, no problem. Great. My daughter, we give her that iPod on airplanes and go to town for 10 hours. I definitely don't care. Um, but she gave her daughter the iPad and the daughter was texting me on the iPad, you know, cause you, it has, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and, um, you know, it was cute and all of that. And I told her, I said, you know, if she's texting me. You don't know who else she's texting and not everyone on the other end is going to be me or a friend. And she didn't even think about it that way. And at that point, she disabled, um, you know, the cell wow, she did on the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Because I do have friends that ask me constantly. And this was not an issue with my daughter because it was just a time, sign right. of times. Different for sure. Time. A different time. But um, how do I limit screen time? We've already given them the moon. How do you take it back? Because it's affecting their grades. It's affecting their personality. Mm-hmm. So... Once you go there, it's very difficult to come back, right? Once you go there, I think, you know, it's with anything, right? It, oh, it's really hard to take it away. Sugar, right. And so I think if you do it little by little, in my opinion, that's sort of the yeah better way to go. That's the better way to do it. Yeah. And again, we're not, I mean, I we had a phone early on and I didn't, I didn't like it. I really didn't because for me too, having an only child, you have an only mm-hmm. child, but it meant that's an end of an era. Her innocence is going a hundred percent. That's how I view it too. I'm just like here we go. It's just an end of an era yes. because um, yeah, every time, every little milestone, mm-hmm. it just. I mean, Kennedy just got a boyfriend for the first time in her life, and I. She told me, and I was like, "What does this mean? <laughs> what, what? I mean, what is? What does this mean?" She's like, "I don't know. I've never had a boyfriend." <laughs> so yeah, pretty darn cute. Okay, so let's talk about personal safety. Sure. Something that I am constantly, um, my daughter gets onto me and my husband on occasion, um, I will be on my phone walking. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, and bump into someone. I, I just do. And I'm just an idiot for doing that because I'm just, I'm, you know, trying to multitask, but I'm very good at it. But um, tell me about personal safety because you and I go to the gym at the same time. Uh-huh. Explain what you just explained the other day. Yeah, so women, I mean, we're the best multitaskers ever in the whole world. <laughs> I think we're fabulous at it. So, yes. You know, it's interesting. And that I got that idea actually about that when I sort of, I don't want to say went on a rant, but that's kind of what I did on Instagram about, you know, safety in the car. I have my very favorite um, hot Pilates that I just, I love to go to. I go at, you know, get there at like 530 probably. Right. Um, and it's always dark, no matter what time of the year it is, it's dark. Um, it's, I don't want to say in a questionable area, but it's an area let's right, put it that way. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. I was just mortified by all of the light, like the shining lights that were on, you know, the light from the screen Sure, in all of the cars parked outside that were just, you know, idled there for like 20 minutes. Right. And that was when I realized I got out of the car, kind of looked around, saw all the light up screens. I went into the Pilates studio and I said to the owner, I was like, these ladies need to get out of the car. (laughs) And they're like, what? And that's when I decided to um, make that safety video about um, when you get to your destination, get out. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because, and I'm sure you probably have been through this, you know, lots of moms have probably been through this. Sometimes I'm early to pick my kid up. Yes. And where am I supposed to go? Especially when it's 110 outside. Right. And, you know, there's no place for me to go. And so 
obviously I see we can't always do that. And I understand that. I'm not saying we need to do that all the time. But when you're in a situation, the studio was wide open. It opens at five. There's was no reason, right, that you couldn't go inside. Go in it. Right. Um, and so I think it's just those things. I didn't realize how much that would like resonate with people or even um, closing the garage door before you get out of the car. Yes. Or, you know, opening the garage door when you're in the car. I That's just habit to me. But I'm not, I didn't realize that it wasn't habit to everyone else, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Right, right. Well, you and I are going to talk about crime in the next podcast. But I was, last night, I was working on your podcast. I got home. The trash cans need to be brought in. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so do I close it? Do I do this? I'm just kind of screwed because I got to go get the trash right, cans. So. of course. But you know, I mean, I really now, now I hear all these things. I do know. But... Closing the garage when you get there, just go ahead and mm-hmm. knock it out, mm-hmm. get that done. And I, you should always have your car locked. Your car should lock automatically. Mm-hmm. But look at you going. Well, you're not locking your car. I made, no. So I made a video. Um, that's funny that you you said that. Uh, what it was last week? My students at TCU, and I, they are the best. I love my students this semester. They were talking about some of them about how they never lock their doors, and so then that caused me to make another video about. It's, again, that extra layer. Like, just make it more difficult for someone. And I'm all about, we don't need all these fancy, expensive toys to Mm -hmm. keep ourselves safe, Mm -hmm. right? I just want to make it accessible and easy Mm -hmm. uh, for people to be able to keep themselves safe. And sometimes people will say, that's so rude that you just closed the garage door. Someone's, like, walking, you know, by we live on a corner. You know, Mm -hmm. someone's walking by. And I I don't view it as, as... as rude. I'm not a rude neighbor. It's right, right, right. Safe. Exactly. So what do you think about this? Um, my daughter watches a lot of true crime and she's like, mom, your ponytail in the morning. I'm like, well, do I stop wearing a ponytail? Because I can grab your ponytail and swing it around. And... What? I mean, but yeah. Look. <laughs> I mean, look, here's the thing is if someone's going to attack you, I mean, it's going to have, I wear my hair in a ponytail all the time. Right. Um, I don't really give that two thoughts uh, necessarily, but I can understand being, you know, hyper vigilant about those kinds of things. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that per se, but no, I, I wear my hair in a ponytail all the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was probably some Edison story, but yeah. Do you suggest self-defense classes for women? Absolutely. I don't, there's no reason um, not to. I think in a way, even if you take nothing from them, in my opinion, it makes you feel empowered. Mm-hmm. I know TCU does offer them, um, and they're wonderful. Um, a lot of times they are offered for free from, you know, through YMCAs and those kinds of things. So I don't have any issues um, yeah. with uh, self-defense class. There's another type of class, too. Um, it's called Stop the Bleed. I don't know if you've heard of those. Yeah. Um, those are really great. I, I went to one of those either last year or the year before. Um, And that's all about, you know, if people are shot, stabbed, those kinds of things, helping people and stopping the bleeding so that, you know, they don't die and they teach you how to do that. Can you believe we're here? Yeah. Of course we're here. I mean, of course we're here. And and I just asked you that silly question. So, yeah. So let's talk about travel. Sure. Um, When I was young in my career, I traveled everywhere. I was on a plane nonstop. Um, it, it would just, it, I mean, it was a lot and, um, I was safe cause I had my chef knives with me. I'm yes. Sure. Yeah. Cause you could take them on a plane at that time. Yes. That's right. Oh, they were just like, oh, it's yeah. a five inch. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So 
talk to me about travel because you have traveled all over the world and continue to travel. So yeah. tell us about travel. Safety. I mean, again, so like I said, I'm really big on whatever's using whatever's there, right? To um, keep yourself safe. So I think the first thing is my favorite thing, the air tag. <laughs> yes. I put that in my luggage. They're always in my luggage so you can track your luggage. Just throw it in there. It's super easy. Um, the other thing uh, that I do is I think that if you're traveling overseas, you can go to the State Department's website and the State Department will give you warnings um, of the countries that you're traveling to. What's the threat level? Is there any even disease that you should be aware of? What vaccines do you need? I think that source, it sounds silly, but it's a really good source of information to have um, before you travel uh, to that other country. Um, you know, if you're traveling not by plane, if you're traveling by car, then, you know, certainly you can bring your personal safety uh, devices if you want to. But I would not recommend carrying these on an airplane. Right, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The um, other thing, too, is there's apps. There's alert apps. There's red button apps. Those are on. You can do those on Samsung's. You can do those on iPhones, either one. Um, those if you're overseas, especially if you're traveling alone, one of the great things that you can do is you can program, I can't remember if it's three or four contacts into that phone here in the United States. Right. Um, tell them, obviously, that they've been programmed into right. the phone. And if you hit the button, mm -hmm. um, it will give them your geo coordinates mm -hmm. and then also alert whatever their local, obviously in France, they don't have 911, but they have a 911 equivalent. And you really? may not know what that is, but the alert app will. Really? Them. Oh my goodness. So I think that that's a really good mm -hmm. thing to do. Red button app. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. That one. All right. And then traveling when you're in a hotel, I mean, obviously some of this is very common sense. I didn't realize you were mentioning the floors that are best for safety. Yes. So typically the third and the sixth are what, you know, is said to be the best safety-wise. Now, look, I realize that that's not always the case. Sometimes we stay in two-story hotels, right? Like, mm. I, I understand that that's sure. not the case. Um, if it's available, that's what I suggest. But it's really for two reasons. I think the first one is, again, accessibility. You don't want to make it easy. Someone's less likely to come into a third floor room than a first floor room. It's just more accessible. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the second thing is too, is if there's some catastrophic event at the hotel, earthquake, fire, those kinds of things, it's feasibly easier to get down three flights of stairs than 27 flights of right. stairs. And so that's kind of how we want to look at that is for entry and then egress. Right. And lock your door when you go in. Yeah. So the first thing that I do, but and my husband always teases me, but then I explain to him why. I, the first thing I do is get that deadbolt across. Mm -hmm. um, and then if there's a deadbolt on the door, I do that. It's just habit. It's just the first thing I do when the door shuts. My husband said, you know, uh, no one can get in. You have to have a key card. And I said, you're right. You have to have a key card. Um, but all the hotel staff has key cards. So you want to keep them out as well, right? Yes. And so I think people don't think about it that way. Exactly. Exactly. And you take a door stopper with you. I do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Honestly, yeah. sometimes I forget. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, but yes, I do. Obviously, it's cheap. It's easy. And you yeah. can put that in the door because some of them don't have that bolt. That's it, true. It just depends on where you're staying. That's right. Mm -hmm. I know. And things have changed mm -hmm. for sure. So, Tracy, you have safety gear that now I am in the process and we're actually going to make a graphic of all of these. Um, that'll be on my Instagram and Tracy will have that as well. But 
show me and show I we're on YouTube. If you're if you are listening along, go to YouTube and follow along. But Tracy has her safety gear. Yes. That's in front of her. So yes. tell us about your safety. So part of the reason this is the safety gear that I choose is because again, I'm on and off school campuses a lot of the day. Right. Daughter school, TCU, all of that. So I want things that I can take. Okay. Um on and off campus. So the first one that I've had that I've had forever um is is pepper spray she's a bling girl i told you look at this bling y'all <laughs> yes and and this particular brand everything is blingy um but what i like about it too is it also has a clip so it can clip to your purse it can clip to a pocket it's just easy it's also easy to find yes i mean i don't know about you but my purse is big mm -hmm. <laughs> um another thing about this that i like is that you can get it in a gel which comes out a lot thinner um, and you're not getting it wafting back necessarily in your face, oh, which right. obviously can incapacitate yourself as well. Sure. So you have to be careful about that. Yes. Um, so and then uh, this is the one I've just always had. Uh, okay. This is a newer one. Um, and this is an alarm system. This one's a little tougher. You have to obviously unclick it. Uh -huh. But um, you just I'm not going to click it, but you, you <laughs> click the button. Right. And it makes an extremely loud. Okay. Um, alarm. Yeah. So that would be something that you could use to just simply scare someone off. Right. Um, it's simple. It's easy. It attaches to the handles of your purse. Again, I feel like the color is easy to find um, <laughs> within your purse. Um, and that alarm, I mean, that would be great for me walking my dog. Exactly. And it's very light. Yes. It's extremely light. This is a bit more heavy and cumbersome, but this is extremely Okay. Light. I actually, it's interesting you say that too because I have actually put this on my dog's like leash handle okay. before. And it's yeah, very light. Easy peasy. Um, the one that everyone forgets about, but it's interesting, everyone, when I put this on there, got a lot of message like, thank you for bringing this up because it's really something everyone should have. Um, guys, I couldn't find it blingy. It's very upsetting. So the, <laughs> the two that I have are black, um, which if I could get a pink and blingy one, a thousand I'm percent would do that. I'm on it. Um, but I have a couple of these. Um, I like this one because this one is lasts. It's long lasting, so I don't have to worry about replacing the batteries. A lot. And that's a flashlight. Uh huh. A flashlight. It's, it's a flashlight. It's it's a little cumbersome, but it's still small enough to put in my purse. Mm -hmm. um, I also have one in the glove compartment of my car. So yes. Size fits in there. Yes. But I think this is one of the most underrated safety devices so to explain if we would need that obviously if we were well it doubles as a couple things like first of all yes you do have your flashlight on your iphone but in my opinion this is much brighter yes um, it, it just is um it's a huge it's a deterrent quite frankly if someone sees this going on you know you clicking this on and is wanting to come and attack you they're probably going to stay away from you because you're calling attention to yourself. Wow. Um, also, this can double as a weapon. Yes. It's heavy. It's pretty heavy. Um, and this is, it's iron. And so I, you know, it can double as a weapon as well. Wow. I love that. And then um, the last one that I, I have to be honest, I don't carry it too much. Um, part of why I carry the things that I do is because I have an eight-year-old. Yes. And she gets into everything. <laughs> so I try to be careful about what I have and don't have just because I just don't want her getting into it. Um, so this is a stun gun. Stun gun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and this one uh, has batteries in it. I'm not going to turn it on, but um, it just has a, a button you click on the side. Um, and it. The, the thing with the, that we have to think about is how close we're letting people get to us. Right. And if you let someone get this close, mm -hmm. right, because you actually have to put this on someone. This you isn't do. Uh -huh. a taser that you would deploy out. This is 
getting close to someone and putting that on their skin. Wow. They've gotten that close already, right? That's We want to keep them from getting that right. already. And so in my opinion, the other three things mm-hmm. keep them from getting that close. Right. But now if you've gotten into a situation where they're that close, this is something that, mm-hmm. that you can use as well. And anyone can you can use that, right? Yeah. I can do it. I, I mean, no, I mean, I'm, maybe a silly question, but no, no. license, no it's nothing. not a silly question at okay. all. No, you don't need a license to have any of these things. And I love that so much. Everything is so amazing. So, you know, we're just out there to try to keep people safe yep. and out of harm's way, especially our babies. Yep. My goodness. Thank you so much for all you do for everyone and all you've done and continue to do because you're just absolutely amazing and sharing with our audiences how to be safe on different levels. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Bringing you Absolutely. Now tell me, tell us how we can follow you. You're... Oh, sure. Um, I, You can follow me on Instagram, The Unexpected Spy, or TikTok at The Unexpected Spy. Those would be, and yes, I'm on Twitter, Tracy underscore Walder. And everyone, go grab the book right here, The Unexpected Spy. Everyone, be safe. Take all of these things to heart and, and you know, just... Keep your baby safe, yourself safe, and everyone keep being fabulous. Yeah.